Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. I'm Mark, and Christy is here. Hello, mentors. Wonderful to be with you as always. Today, we are going to be diving deeper into one of the distinctions that we talk about at our three-day intensive retreat, and that is around the unconscious story. And if you remember from retreat, the unconscious story refers to this negative belief that something is fundamentally wrong with us. And it's a shame belief that we take on as children to survive the pain, to survive the disconnection and the emptiness that we experienced. And we know that while we get access to it, at least a layer of it in the retreat, it's something that continues to show up with us. It's, it's always going to show up with, for us in our lives and impact us in various and new ways. And so our podcast today is an invitation to start, start to explore that as we uh, continue to grow, to develop, to put ourselves in new spaces and challenge ourselves in new ways, the unconscious story is going to start to get sneakier and uh, more strategic uh, because it feels threatened. And so we're going to dive into that a little bit more and talk about how it might show up not only in our lives as mentors, also for our young people and how can we be of support and be in the practice to meet it, to meet the unconscious story and, um, and continue to show up authentically in our lives. The thing about unconscious story is Unconscious story is what we call it here at New Pathways. It's a distinction, um, a concept that we've brought forward to give shared language to between our program team, our uh, mentors, and the youth to be able to work with this. If we look into fields of study like psychology, sociology, even spiritual studies, there is this thing that is is inherent and present in almost all of those studies we've labeled it here we've named it here at new pathways unconscious story but if you study some of these other realms you're going to hear it referred to as the shame belief um, you're going to hear it referred to as um, kind of a fixation uh, an ego structure so so no mentors as we talk today with you in a much broader field of this we're bringing more of the understanding of how this works in the ego structure and the personality structure of our youth it's really easy for us to label this defense structure as something bad and something to be cut out and ruled out but the truth is is it's formed with so much brilliance of a young person. So we think of our young people and we sat and we, we were witness to their three stories to, to identify the unconscious story and the wounding over and over. And we only got three of those stories, but there's many more, but they all start to create a core wounding, um, a field of a wounding that this defense structure gets built around to help our youth feel safe and protected and like they can go on and be in the world. So this unconscious story has a brilliance to it. We want to bring that forward today to understand that there is a brilliance and to see the brilliance of how the personality of our young person started to form with this, to keep them safe, protect them, even though it is harmful and ugly. And as we say, a lie, it's an absolute lie in their life. So no one, it has value 
for them to have formed personality that could bear going on in the world with this wounding. And as they get up to playing their biggest selves, their biggest lives, as each of us start to do that as mentors too, that story, that unconscious story, that shame belief, that fixation of ours gets bigger and louder because it's trying to protect us just as it has all of our lives. But that, that kind of brilliance we've outgrown. There's another level of wisdom within us that we're moving into. So what we want to talk about, as Mark shared, is understanding that that's happening with our youth, understanding it's happening with us, so we can have more compassion for it. That when we set really big, audacious goals, goals we've never attempted to dream about, venture into, consider for ourselves, then everything in our personality and our defense mechanisms is going to start trying to protect us from something new, something uncertain, something that I may not be able to imagine bearing in my life because it might have hurt in it too, but it might also have joy and it might also have unbelievable success and happiness and connection and love in it. So what we want to do today, mentors, is bring your awareness to understand this is happening with our young people so we can have compassion to it and toward it and for our young people and hold them with enough wisdom and compassion that they can move through the stage of their evolution and development that moves beyond the unconscious story into another gear of wisdom. But that unconscious story, as Mark said, is going to get sticky, messy, and really mean through a part of the process. We oftentimes call this at New Pathways is like the end of the honeymoon season of our match. When everything real starts to happen, the defense mechanisms kick in. So we're bringing this so that we can see all of that with more clarity and from a place of more wisdom in our adulting with our young people. Yeah, and mentors, I'm sure you can identify and maybe reflect on previous interactions, experiences with your young person where perhaps they committed to something and they started to step into this new practice, this new way of being, um, showing up in a relationship in a different way. And quickly they, they stopped, they got stuck. They maybe resorted to old patterns or old habits. Um, they maybe stopped responding to you and started to cut you out, um, from interaction and connection. And um, so again, I think about, you know, those things happen in our match relationship, also, we know that for individuals who have been in our program for a while, these young people who maybe have been up to something for a long time, whether it's high school graduation, um, stepping into a new program, college, uh, going down a career track, and they get so close to the end, and all of a sudden, they want to back out. They want to go a different route. They don't want to move forward. And uh, you know, as a mentor myself, I think about the frustration and the anger maybe and the fear and the concern that all comes from that thinking you're so close to this to this precipice to this point where um, you've been working so hard why are we stopping now why are you stopping now uh, and so in those moments um, that unconscious story those ego structures right are very much at play and so let's spend some time talking a little bit about what happens when we're up to playing big in life how can our unconscious story show up in different ways and then talk about what are ways that we can meet them. And Mark, I think what you just brought to us is one of the ways that it, uh, the unconscious story can show up in sabotage. So we get up to really big things and 
there's typically, there's many points that we can sabotage, but there's two points that it likely occurs is right after initiating something new in our life. So we initiate a new goal, we start moving toward it, and then we sabotage in it soon after initiation. We as mentors can probably think about that, right? Like New Year's goals um, and starting off at the gym or eating healthy and we go gangbusters for like two or three weeks. And then it's like, oh, but I missed the cookie. You know, that's that unconscious story coming back in about the temptations of our way of being, wanting us to stay the way that we have been because that feels safer for us. This new territory of I'm eating healthy for a couple of weeks and, and then it's like, oh, but I have to give up this friendship or that friendship, or I can't go out with these folks or eating out's too hard. And we make things, you know, in this air quote of too hard. And so we sabotage, we go back to our old ways. That's unconscious story kicking in. And the other place it kicks in oftentimes is, as you pointed to, is right before we reach our goal. We've done all this work and we have a thousand reasons of why we can't go further. Oftentimes we attribute it or I, we see it attributed in our young people to an outside influence. Oh, my family needs this. Oh, this person needs this. And it's the time to remind ourselves of what we're committed to. We're committed to our health. We're committed to our well-being. We see this with our young people. And that's why we talk about being unstoppable at new pathways. And we as staff have to be unstoppable and hold the space that after initiating the program of new pathways, there's oftentimes that period of, oh, I don't want to go back. And we know youth say it. We know they say it to you. And we understand it's part of their process of development that they've been introduced to a new way of thinking, a new way of seeing the world. Their belief structures are getting challenged. Um, maybe even that's so for you as mentors. And so that sabotage can start right after we've initiated something or close to completing something. And also our defense mechanisms can show up. And so these old patterns and ways of being of how we approach uncomfortable situations or experiences, something new could get triggered. And again, the ego structures around the ways that we protect ourselves kick in. And, um, you know, some of those could be, we try to numb ourselves, to distract ourselves, to deflect. And so we don't meet what's present for us all we don't meet the uncomfortable emotions that are coming up in this new space being a beginner and this is an area we as mentors have to be really attuned to because we can i've said it before like oh they've gone back to their old ways and maybe they haven't gone back to their old ways maybe they're in a new spot using old defense mechanisms so can we see that for what that is and and hold that in a period of time and know that when we start in with, well, you were doing this and now you're doing that, or we go into that lecture mode, we can go into as mentors, we may be firing up the unconscious story even more. So can we hold the place of inquiry when these defense mechanisms come up? I see you pulling away. I see you withdrawing. What might be going on there? What might be feeling or what might you be feeling or experiencing in this time of taking on something new, trying something new? Um, you know, for me, a defense mechanism is get busy. You know, the, the moment I feel um, vulnerable or, you know, my unconscious story of my, my not belonging, my not being loved, I feel that quickly with productivity. Well, if I can produce enough, I will be. So a defense mechanism for me is get really busy. So I have to be on to myself about 
noticing how busy am I, how busy am I? And is that protecting a feeling of not belonging, being unloved, which isn't actually going to bring that about for me? What will is to slow down and be in connection in authentic relationships. And I can't do that if I'm too busy. So we all have a particular brand or a particular flavor of our defense mechanisms. And with our young people, we see it as pulling away. We see it, as Mark, you know, he pointed to the um, numbing out, the uh, defending, the, the deflecting, the withdrawing. Uh, or for some of our youth, it might be being really aggressive in life in certain ways. But can we see those defense mechanisms as not going back to old ways, but old ways trying to protect from new territory? And in that, then our invitation becomes clearer. Our invitation for young people is, how do we stay in this new territory together? How do we support each other here? How do we be curious about this and know it's going to be really uncomfortable for a while and we can hold it? together yeah and i think that hits and, and connects to this other way of of resistance and showing up in resistance and you know i know in, in various workshops and other spaces we've talked about this idea of di the dynamic tension and between where we are and where we want to go and there is there's all that tension there's all of that um, uncomfortableness and so we can be quick to resist which very much is a defense defense mechanism and again, the imitation here is, can we just stay in the learning, stay in the curiosity with it? Um, and through that, we can see the baby steps that we can continue to take and move forward. And again, realize that those defense mechanisms aren't going to serve us. They're not needed because we're safe. We're okay. And to, to be so much smarter than the unconscious story, which is in that, in that time, the resistance is, it can feel really personal. So mentors, just to say it bluntly, is the resistance you experience in your youth is never about you as a human. It rarely is. But our go-to our go-to defense as mentors is they don't like me, they're not connected with me, they don't want me. The resistance is bigger than us. It's the resistance to something new. It's the resistance to the possibility. My life might actually look different. And, and it's the resistance to, I don't know what that tortory is. And I'm resisting the uncertainty, the lack of familiar, the lack of familiarity, the discomfort of it. So can we hold their resistance as something that we don't take personally so we can be in it with them and move through this phase of the unconscious story, trying to play bigger than our goals and what we're inviting you to consider and us to consider in our matches is we can play bigger than the unconscious story. Our goals are bigger than the unconscious story and it takes a while to get there. Yeah. We have to stand in the fire for a little bit with our youth. So let's explore what are some of these practices or ways of being that we can start to take on to allow ourselves to continue to play big and to meet the unconscious story where it's at and allow ourselves to keep working through the hard. And as you said, to stay in the fire just a little bit longer. I think we can start to acknowledge when sabotage is here, see it more clearly, acknowledge when the defense mechanisms are here, see them more clearly for what they're trying to do, which, uh, or, or the resistance, which is trying to protect 
I'm in uncharted territory. And so I'm scared. I'm fearful, even if that's not what we're able to name. And so that unconscious story, that shame belief, that ego structure comes right back in to try to pull us back to the place where we feel safe, even if it's not what we want in our life. So ways that we can stay in the fire um, is to keep remembering who we are. We are wisdom. We are compassion. We are declaration. We are those qualities that are bigger than the belief of the unconscious story. And I think about an important practice here of continuing to get comfortable being uncomfortable and holding the uncertainty. And I think a good time for us in these spaces of newness and uncertainty and uncharted territory is remembering all of the times, right? Kind of except remembering ourselves, remembering all the times where we have been able to hold the uncomfortable. We have been able to meet the newness and we had everything that we needed uh, inside and outside to meet it. And so can we ground ourselves in that and say, yes, I don't know what's coming. And there could be something really beautiful in this and something really challenging. And regardless, can I trust that I'll have what I need to meet any and all of what comes forward. And then I have my mentor. I have these support structures, which I haven't had before to stand in it. So reminding our youth, we're standing in it with them. Um, the more we can do that as mentors is I'm right here. I'm going to stand in the fire with you. This is why we do the work alongside our youth is so that they can see us as capable and uh, resourceful to stay in it with them. The other, the other piece that comes up for me, Mark, is that um, knowing that we as adults are likely going to be triggered by all of this in our young people. And so we can see all of the things happening and we want to focus on what's not right about this situation. And what we have to pull on too is then helping our youth remember who they are, not just the three words of their declaration, but the evidence of it. So helping our youth identify and us being able to really do it first if, and here's what is going right. Yes, they might be using this defense mechanism, but here's how far they've come in their goals since it kicked in. And so therefore there's evidence that they can be and that they are wise and compassionate and focused and determined and uh, committed to their goals. So can we look for the evidence that help them remember those components of who they are as well so that they can see, I have been uncomfortable and I've held the discomfort. So help them see the evidence of their own evolution and growth and take a moment for yourself to see it in them first, because even though we're probably very triggered in this with our young people, the, the regression, what we might call regression, um, there is also progress there too. Can we look for it? Can we see it? Can we name it and help them see it? Yeah, and I think that really hits to this other practice of keeping us awake to life. And so again, as mentors, we can do that by reminding, remembering, helping to see, bringing new awareness about how the youth is approaching their, their life, their goals, and so forth, and um, continue to just be curious with them and questioning and noticing what's coming up for them, beliefs, thoughts, emotions, um, anything that's present when, again, those challenging feelings come forward. And being in the space where we take our power and own our power and our agency and will against the unconscious story, 
requires us to be really resourced. We have to be creative. We have to be alert and awake, as you pointed to. And this is where, you know, I think we can get back on our soapbox, but it's an important one of self-care. Are we spending some quiet time uh, each day and are we helping our youth do that? Are we taking care of our bodies with sleep and some good nutrition? Um, are we looking at the relationships that build us up, hold us up? And are we finding ways to connect with nature and being out in the environment? Um, so to be our most creative self, our most resource self, our most resilient self, the ability to move through and own our agency and will from the unconscious story requires us to be really in self-care in these ways too. So we can't say that enough and integrate it here into this podcast once again. And, you know, we touched on it a little bit too, uh, the practices of accepting and really uh, appreciating the unconscious story for its intention and what it stands for. And even, even having a conversation with ourselves when it does show up to say, um, I see that you're stepping forward because you're sensing that I need to be protected and thank you for that. And I'm safe. I'm okay. Um, stepping into this newness, this new space, um, and I'm going to do that. And so, thank you for trying to protect me. Um, and I don't need that protection right now. I'm okay. I have other supports. I have other commitments. Yeah. So, what's our call to action for mentors? I think we hinted at a lot of different things throughout the podcast. <laughs> well, I think one is, is let's get in touch with our own unconscious story as mentors. It's here in us. So if we can meet our own with more wisdom um, and more understanding and more compassion, then we can meet that of our young persons with more wisdom, compassion, and understanding as well. So reflect on our own unconscious story and how, how sabotage and defense mechanisms and resistance enters into ourselves. And what are the ways that we have, as successful adults, found that we can meet all of that and remain creative and focused forward, um, pull on our own resources to have this wisdom and compassion and understanding for what's happening with our young people. And we can commit to take on, you know, these practices and maybe start with one to work with our own unconscious story. And so... Um, stepping into the practice of remembering ourselves, remembering our goals, what we're up to, wanting to be up to, stepping into practice of getting comfortable, being uncomfortable, holding uncertainty, trusting that we'll have what we need to meet, what's present, practices that keep us awake to life, which we pointed out as active self-care as a component of that, and then the practice of accepting and being compassionate with the unconscious story when it does rear its head um, in those challenging and maybe new spaces of our lives and we invite you to always be curious with the, your youth ask questions inquire about what's happening before we jump to judgment or critique all of the defense mechanisms the sabotage the resistance is some form of protection can we be curious about what's trying to be protected and reassuring of our youth that they have the support to meet that in their life today as something different than before they started this program. And so a place to go practice being curious is with your program coordinator. So have a conversation of curiosity with your program coordinator about the unconscious story and its work in your own life, 
in your mentoring match and with your young person. Mentors, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And as always, keep unleashing possibilities. <laughs>